to happen. I knock every barrier down. Every boundary they try to set, I burn it. Because it's who I am for the people. The world championship is for the people. And this is Alex Kane's house. This is Alex Kane's kingdom. This is Alex Kane's empire. And I'm going to run the table. We get our gold. And that is our Bumaye. Bumaye. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to another very, very special edition of the Ruthless Talk podcast. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest joining with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce to you your current MLW World Heavyweight Champion. He is part of the Bumaye Fight Club um, as well. He is known as the Suplex Assassin himself, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Kane. Alex, welcome to Ruthless Talk. Welcome to the show. How are you? My Only man? one correction in the introduction. I am the captain of the Bumaye Fight Club. I'm not just a part of The captain. How dare I? How dare I? The captain of the Bumaye Fight Club. Cap right? And that, and that is on Bumaye, Bumaye, Bumaye. I had to, bro. Next. I had to. I had to, but, uh, but appreciate you, man. Appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to, to, uh, take the time out of your day to join us, man. It is an honor to have you on the show and appreciate you, man. I know you got a big match, uh, match coming up with Matt Cardona and make sure you guys go check that out, man. That is going to be December 7th. I believe, uh, is the exact date It's going to be in New York city against Matt Cardona for your, uh, MLW world championship. So make sure you guys go check that out. And of course you guys make sure to go check out Alex Kane as well. And all, in all of his social medias, I'll put links to his social medias for you guys to go check him out and everything about MLW. So we're going to dive straight into some questions, man. So we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, Brian, I'll have you start off with your first question. The floor is yours. Take it away, my man. Yeah. Well, once again, I just want to thank you, Alex, for uh, joining us here. Really, really do appreciate it, man. Um, I, I like to start it off light, you know, what, what, um, you know, with all the wrestlers, you know, what, if you can go back and remember when you were a kid, like what, uh, you know, piqued your interest, how did you, you know, come across wrestling or if it was a particular wrestler, just what made you fall in love with the business? Uh, what initially piqued my interest was, uh, the video games, um, a friend, my, one of my older brother's friends, um, he had, I think it was like SmackDown, shut, not, not shut your mouth. I think it was, uh, SmackDown, just bring it. Um, and they were playing it in the living room and I had stumbled in of like, Oh, what is this? Um, and they were like, Oh, this is a new WWF game. Um, and he had let me play for a second. And like, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't trying to do any of the wrestling. I was, I, I was trying to get off the ring and do all that stuff. I was trying to, it said you could go backstage. I was trying to go backstage the entire time. Um, so that was like my first introduction to wrestling. I wasn't even watching wrestling on TV at, at, at this point. It was just the video game looked cool. Gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. Very, Very nice. Cool, Gotta yeah, love video games, man. A, a little bit before your time. I'm not sure, but do you remember, uh, WCW Nitro, uh, with like, um, you know, the, it was the first, uh, uh, with the, the crow sting character. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was probably late nineties, man, but that was my game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're mm. talking about, man. I, See, that's the thing. I never got to really play any of the WCW games. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Right, every, right. And it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't like WCW. I just didn't. Like, I. I think I knew it existed. I just didn't know like one where to watch it and two like 
had to get into it. You can't go wrong though with uh, with SmackDown versus Raw, those video games, man. I still play. I think I still have. I haven't played video games in a while, but I know like on my old uh, 360, I would play. Was it? Uh, I think it was 07 SmackDown versus Raw 07, the whole custom storyline and stuff like that. So yeah, man, that's good times, bro. Freaking good times. I also, I it's funny you mentioned WCW game. I got to go check that out. I actually have never heard of that. So that shows you, Alex, how freaking of a youngin I am on this platform. So. But yeah, man. So, uh, so Alex, my first question to you, my man, is uh, kind of in relation in, relation in regards to your matchup against Matt Cardona. Um, I mean, obviously, you have done wonders in your career. I mean, just you know, just looking at a lot of your matches over the over your uh, wrestling career. Would you arguably say that this upcoming matchup against Matt Cardona is probably the biggest matchup of your career? And if not, is is there a match that kind of sticks out to you throughout your wrestling career? Uh, the biggest, I wouldn't say it's the biggest match of my career. Um, I would say that my match against Hammerstone was probably the biggest match of my career because it's what got me, uh, the MLW world championship. Um, that's fair. Mm -hmm. So I would say that would probably be the biggest match of my career. Um, the match against Matt Cardona is huge, um, because Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona is killing it. Um, there's a lot of eyes on Matt Cardona. Um, so, you know, to have those same eyes on me while I'm whooping that ass, um, it's, it's uh, you know, that, that's pretty yeah, big. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Uh, and, and nice. you said that's on awesome. December 7th in New York city, right? That, that's yes. December mentioned. 7th, New York city, Melrose ballroom. It's going to be late. Nice. I have a special type of feeling towards Matt Cardona, man. I, I'm from Long Island, New York, and I know he is too. So there's a special place in my heart for that dude. But hey, I mean, hey, I, I, I like you as well, Alex, but I'm sorry. But that Matt Cardona is my guy. I've been loving what he's been doing in MLW. But, uh, but no, I'm really looking forward to that matchup, and I will find a way to watch that. Uh, but no, that's fair enough, man. I mean, look, and I also look, checked out um, I the. I wouldn't dislike Matt Cardona as much as I do dislike Matt Cardona if Matt Cardona actually <laughs> took me seriously. But Matt Cardona doesn't take me seriously, and Matt Cardona is mm. about to find out find the out. hard way that I'm not to be played with. This is not for play play. Very nice. Hey, Very nice. There we go talk that shit, man. I freaking love it. Freaking love it, man. Freaking freaking love it. We got less than less than two weeks now. Less, less than two weeks. It's like less than a week. Next week. Yeah, less than, next yeah, week, next I want to say. Next week, yeah. If, yeah. We're already in December, folks. Like Christmas is going to be yep. here before we know it too, which yeah, is freaking nuts, right. man. But yeah, Brian, go on to your next question, man. The floor is yours. So yeah, the, uh, the Boumaier Fight Club. Um, can you talk a little bit about the origins, the inspiration, you know, behind all that and, and just how you came up with it and it's evolved to where it's at now? So uh, the inspiration of the Boumaier Fight Club, um, one, so when I first initially came into MLW, I was uh, put with American Top Team. Um, King Mo was there and that's really all there was. I don't know um, if Dan Lambert was ever actually on screen at any point. Um, but yeah, I was with, um, I was with King Mo for like two tapings. Um, and you know, something happened. I don't know what happened, but he stopped showing up. Um, so we, as me court MLW had to figure out like something or whatever, cause MLW is very faction based. Um, when okay. you, when you look at the, when you look, when you look at the landscape of it, um, so I had to do some homework. Uh, Court had me watch uh, a Muhammad Ali documentary. 
It's like four parts. Um, I had to pay some money for it, which I wasn't super happy about, but it is what it is. Um, so I, so within watching that, it got around to the time of the Rumble in the Jungle, the Republic of Congo, Channing Bumaye, Ali Bumaye, um, and like that name kind of stuck, and like that's what we. C- because, like, when we were looking, we were thinking of a name for the Fight Club, because I had pitched a whole bunch of other names, Suplex Syndicate, uh, t- t- some other shit, but that's the biggest one that sticks out in my head. Um, but we needed something that was chantable. Um, yeah, and Bumaye is chantable. Bumaye yeah. rolls yeah. off the tongue. Um, and mm-hmm. it comes from a good cause. Um, so that's, that's what we ran with. Um, and, like, the whole... I think initially it was just like a, uh, a way to have a fight, another faction, another fight team in MLW. But like now that I'm able to really like put some real vision behind it, it's my way to kind of put people that look like me on. Like whether it be in the entrance that I do for for my title matches, or it's um, you know getting people jobs. O'Shea, Bougie, Thomas was already there, but. I think if this wouldn't have been a thing, he wouldn't be there. So um, that's three, mm-hmm. putting three people on and then also, you know, having the people from from like the cities that we go to, which mainly right now is Philly and New York. But, you know, the black wrestlers there that don't get like the same shine or the same, um, uh, what, is the, what is the word I'm looking for? Opportunities. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, the same like exposure. Yeah, so like that's so this is a way for me to provide an opportunity. Could it turn into a job? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will it? I don't know. But it's a way for them to be on screen, a way for us to have a good time, a way for uh, black wrestling fans, black little black kids watching MLW, seeing like, oh, these guys are cool. I can do this too. So it's a lot of representation in there. But like that's. That's my vision right now of the Boomerang Fight Club. I got that. That's pretty cool, man. And, and if you don't mind, James, I just uh, following up real quick because I had seen, you know, I guess it was like a little, you know, promotional video, you know, of yours. And I, I believe in it, you know, you had mentioned going back to Ron Simmons. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, uh, he's my era, man. And like, I can remember him and Butch Reed and when they tagged his doom. But yeah, Ron Simmons was like, you know, going back there, you know, to, you know, 70s, 80s, where, that dude should have been champion like long before, you know, he ever, wound, you know, wound yeah. up getting the belt. And, but yeah, so absolutely, man, that's, that's great stuff. I'm glad you're, you're getting that opportunity because like I said, Ron Simmons, I know you had mentioned Kofi Kingston in your video, um, but it's, it's few and far between. And there's um, a lot, uh, you know, I feel that have been passed over. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm looking at a guy's like right now, you know, if, um, Gosh, I'm gonna forget their names now. Swerve Strickland and um, mm-hmm. uh, Pro- Street Profits. Um, Street Profits, like, Swerve Strickland, Montez and Dawkins. Yeah, Mon- Montez, yeah, Montez, Montez and Dawkins. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Xavier Woods. Like, there's so many. There's so many guys that have been passed over that yeah. have that literally have all the tools that they say we're supposed to have, but yeah. yep. they just move the goalposts mm-hmm. just a little bit more every time. Well, uh, Alex, I want to get to in regards to your championship victory. Um, and I was able to watch that matchup with Hammerstone. Very solid matchup, by the way. I really enjoyed watching the matchup. And also congratulations on winning that championship a couple months back. You know, 
and, and I saw just the raw emotion that kind of came out of you. You know, Brian, you talked about that little video uh, that you sent to me in regards. I sent it. Uh, I actually saw it the week just last week, right before Thanksgiving and that whole package. It was really awesome. I just love the way in regards to wrestling, right? Because, I mean, wrestling in regards to, you know, fans will say, oh, it's fake. Oh, it's this and that. It's very real in, in regards to like in a, to a certain degree, right? And I just felt that raw emotion out of you when when you did win that MLW championship and, and just your story and kind of glimpse of what your story's been like leading up into where you're at today. I think it's tremendous. I think it's really, really awesome, man. Just so kind of, and I know you've talked about it a lot up until this point, but just describe the moment if you can like flashback and what that moment felt like for you winning that championship um, on that day when you won it. Um, the, the first initial thought that went through my mind is I'm tired. Um, as you can see, me, you can see me laid out there. Um, it was a good match, man. Hell of a match, absolutely. But like the, I guess in the moment of winning it, getting, I was more caught up in you know, like, okay, yeah, you really, we're, we're, this is really happening right now. We're really, we really did this. Like, I have all of my, mm-hmm. a, a lot, most of the people that are in the Bumai Fight Club train are friends of mine. So to have had this to have had this moment had this, had this this great match and then you know to have you know the core members of the Bumai Fight Club there to have you know the fight train there or whatever to share that moment with them um uh is a, is a, amazing um even before that even before actually winning the belt the day was a very very emotional for me um and like, uh, like O'Shea kept joking, like, you know, you haven't won the belt yet. Anything can change. Like anything can change. I don't know why you're so emotional right now, but like, I knew yeah, yeah. whether I knew even if, even if the outcome did change and they, they were like, okay, no, we're just going to keep the belt on Hammerstone. Like to be in that position as quickly as I got into that position, um, because of all the work, hard work right. that I put in is still huge. Two years. Yeah. I've been in MLW for two years. We're going on three, but we're but for two years. It took me two years to get to this point into the main event with the with the top mm-hmm. guy, second longest reigning world heavyweight champion. Um, that's huge. That's special. Um, so like when when the when he finally taps out and stuff like that, I'm like, holy shit! Like, like I didn't. I knew, the, I knew the pressure. <laughs> yeah, just when it hits, I knew the. I could feel the pressure already. Um, and like the mag and like really feeling the magnitude of the situation and to have the entire building going nuts, um, yeah. is also another, it's like an, also a huge thing. So like, it was definitely something that I will never forget. I will never forget the feeling of it. Um, and it's also, as you can see, it's kind of hard to put in words a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. But yeah, I, I love seeing when, you know, you can see it in any walk of life, right? But, you know, the, the person goes through the struggle, and we all do to, to some degree, but, you, you know, when you finally attain that thing that you've been reaching for for so long, man, it just, I, I, I will celebrate that for anybody all day long, man, because it's, it's just, um, yeah, that release of emotion, man, is, is uh, it's, it's something special, and it can't be described, it can't be bottled up, it just mm-hmm. happens, man, and that's that's kind of like the beautiful part of wrestling for me, when you, when you bring... <laughs> the realism into it, you know, that's as much the, as it's scripted, you know? Yeah. As much as it's scripted, but like right. the, those moments, these things that we feel when we're watching these things, that's what's, that's the realest part right. about professional wrestling that, yep. and also the physicality yeah. of it. But like mm-hmm. the only thing that is quote unquote 
fake or scripted. It's the it's the freaking like uh, it's the it's the outcome of the match. That's it. Right. That's it. Yep. There's only thing that's scripted. Like yeah, like we're, like as wrestlers, we put together yeah. these performances and stuff like that. Predetermined. Yeah, we put together these performances together because it's a work. But like. Literally anything can go. Anything can go wrong. Something like the crowd may not be mess, may, may not be going for what we put together. So then we have to on the fly improv some other stuff in there. Like my match with Jacob Fatu, yeah. a lot of that match was improv. A lot of that match was improv, and just having fun. That's yeah, what's that's real. Cool. That's the real. Yeah. Brian, I don't know about you, man. I feel this passion right now. I freaking love it, bro. I love this passion that you're bringing out. Seriously. I got to tell you, man, really, like, since, you know, Jay Bougie, you know, we had him a couple weeks ago, and now, like, man, really, even though we're we're not done this interview yet, man, just loving the energy from both of you, to be honest with you, man. It's, yeah, really, really good stuff. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm extremely mm-hmm. passionate about this industry. Like, my wife, like, we be, I'll be talking to her about it. She don't really, she knows, like, some about professional wrestling from being right, with right. me, but she's not, like, a traditional wrestling fan in any way, shape, or um, but like sometimes I my voice be raising over there. I'm not mad, but like it's just the passion within me comes out. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it it's it it scares me sometimes, honestly. <laughs> hey, never never change that, bro. Never change that. Yeah, I will man. not. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. So, yeah, I, I guess. Well, I kind of have two final questions here. One, I'll get. I'll make this one short because I've been looking for this. Uh, a match between you and Davy Boy Smith, no ropes, has, but I can't find a video of it. Is, so, has it happened yet? Or? No, it's happened. It happened on Reels. Um, okay. So we had the Reels deal for mm. a, 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 some amount of months. I don't remember. I don't remember. I know I started the Reels thing, uh, like start. I was on the first episode and I ended it with the battle ride. Um, okay. So it happened on Reels. I sometimes be looking for it. I think you can you can watch it on the reels um the reels website itself sling and i think like uh i think i'm thinking i don't think it's pluto it's it's, but it has a p in there i don't know what it's called i was looking for it today um because there's an there's another episode called boomays for the people um on the reels channel as well so if you can find it there you can watch it um why they haven't put it on youtube is beyond me that is beyond me. They should. They need to put all my title <laughs> matches on YouTube. That's how people don't watch that shit. But then, you know, well, that's no, because I, I like the. You know, it's a little bit out of the box, no ropes. You know, so I, you know, I imagine it's it's a little bit more. Um, or, or I don't know. You, you tell me. It was a little bit more grappling style, I guess. And, it was. Yeah, it was a MMA. lot more. It was a lot more grappling um, yeah, because yeah. you don't have the ropes to use. Right. You don't have the turnbuckle to use, so you kind of have to rely more on grappling and mat wrestling and throwing yeah. people and stuff like that. Um, that match was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, hell, I've been looking. I've been trying to get hold of the footage myself, and I was in the game. <laughs> <I gotcha. match. laughs> so. My last last question then is sorry, James. Just to, to kind of follow up with that, like you know, obviously, no, go ahead. you know, we're kind of in a boom of wrestling, so to speak, where there's just a lot of options, right? Indies, <laughs> AW, you know, wherever, New Japan, Mexico, you can go a lot of places. So you know, kind of what, where do you see, or, or kind of want your career to go? Maybe like you know, because there's definitely a difference in lifestyle where. You hear like if people in AEW, right? They have maybe a little bit less of a schedule, can be home with family a little bit more. 
as opposed to like a WWE where you're on the road for 300 days a year, you know? Um, so is there one that maybe suits you better or are you just, um, you know, indies and things like that? That's, that's your, your love and, and you're able to have more control over your character. Um, ultimately I want to go to Japan. Um, okay. I feel like my style of wrestling, uh, would fit in like a glove in Japan. Um, some of the wrestlers that come over from Japan to MLW, um, even though there's a little bit of a language barrier, like I've always been told by them that, you know, they like how I wrestle. They like my style. Um, so I feel like I would, I'd fit in great over there. But I mean, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I'm following wherever the money is, um, where the money is, wherever the creative is. And, you know, um, for as long as I am wrestling, who's going to use me, who's going to utilize my talents the best. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I could definitely, I mean, just like kind of your size and stature, you know, I'm not, the, the, you know, a historian of New Japan by any means, but I could very much see you being like the kind of monster heel kind of character mm-hmm. over New Japan, you know, the American, you know, heel, mm-hmm. you know, bigger guy. So, yeah, yeah, that would definitely work, man. That'd be fucking, that'd be fire. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, Alex, my, uh, I guess my two questions, my two questions in one question in regards to like, you know, you talked about like your, your wrestling style. Like, has there ever been a certain wrestler, you know, in, in regards to WWE or even AEW that people have been comparing yourself to? And was there ever a wrestler growing up? And I know we mentioned a few names in regards to like, you know, Kofi as well as Xavier Woods and those, those types of wrestlers that, you know, have meant, meant so much to a lot of people, but is there a certain type of wrestler that you would compare yourself uh, in regards to like just your character, your in-ring style? If there is somebody, who would you think that that person would be? Um, I get compared to Taz almost daily. Um, I was just going to think Taz. I was just going to think Taz. I was, I I was, I was thinking Taz and I was honestly going to say also Big E. I don't know why. Like Big E Langston. I don't know why. I was I get, also thinking Big I E. Get, I get, I don't know, like, after, like normally when people make the Big E comparison, uh, I get a, I get a little offended. Um, but that's only because people say all black people look alike anyway. Um, I, I so, feel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that. We, like, yeah. he's charismatic. I'm charismatic. Our styles aren't, our styles aren't, like, super super similar i mean yes he does throw suplexes but like he only throws like one um one Mm -hmm. variation um but like i can (laughs) see the comparison um Uh i can like we're both extremely charismatic um taz i can definitely see from a from a pure stylistic standpoint um a lot of people have said that i'm like taz and kurt angle in one and again stylistically and character wise I mean, I'm fun. I mean, I have a sense of humor. I'm funny. Um, I'm going to talk. Um, so I can see that on the Kurt Angle side. Um, uh, I get compared to Shelton Benjamin sometimes, not for the, not for the insane athleticism that that man uh, possesses, but just like in kind of the ways that I carry myself, which is on purpose. Um, Shelton Benjamin is my favorite wrestler ever. Yeah. Um, very cool. Very good. Another one of the guys that I feel like, man. Should have had a shot. Yes, absolutely. Should have had a and shot. Like a, yep, yep. Um, like, 
I there's so many people within professional wrestling, professional wrestling that I take influence from, uh, like especially like the, the the Rock or whatever. We're nothing we're nothing the same like style or whatever. But like I study him from promos. I study right. him mm-hmm. for, you know the little ad libs. I study yeah. the little the trash talk in the ring. Um, I study Roman Reigns again trash talk in the ring. Our styles are nothing alike or whatever. But like I appreciate the showmanship. Yeah. Um, and then even outside mm-hmm. of wrestling, like I look to guys like uh, Brian Dawkins. Man, the man was just intense for reasons <laughs> I, you, yeah. you can't understand, and I love right. that. Um, yep. Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch, he was a character, but he was also a beast. Um, Ocho, uh, Ocho Cinco, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a character talking all the trash in the world, whether he's up or down. <laughs> um, Terrell Owens, again, another trash talker. Like the, those, these are the kind of players and personas that I try to uh, infuse within Alex Kane. Clubber Lang is another huge inspiration. One, Mr. T was the whole reason why I started wearing the mohawk when I was a kid. Um, but like going back and watch Rocky Three, like Clubber Lang was he was he was talking like it didn't yeah, it, yeah. it didn't matter up down anywhere or whatever whether you was up on him or he was beating your ass he was talking shit <laughs> and that's what I and that's what I like about Clubber Lang. Muhammad Ali Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali the again greatest of all time the greatest great, shit talker of Muhammad all time Ali. The greatest shit talker of all time and I hope to be that good one day. Like the beauty about wrestling is that you know. You know, me and Brian, Brian, me and you have talked about it before in regards to like, you know, we talked about L.A. Knight and how how many times L.A. Knight has been compared to like The Rock and Stone Cold because of his style. It's like, yeah. And what? Right. So but it's 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 taking something and making it your own. And I feel like that that's like what wrestlers do to make them feel special. Right. You take something that, yeah, that got to that got popular from a certain person, but you take that and not necessarily copy it, but you're making it your own shtick. And that's what I like about that, man. And so I, I appreciate that like insight, not just from wrestlers, but from athletes and, and other famous, um, you know, just, you know, people in, in this industry. So that's what I love about that, man. So taking something yeah, yeah. and enter, yeah, just entertainers yeah. in general. So I, I do respect that. Absolutely. <laughs> The wild thing about the whole LA Knight thing is, is like, one, I wish he wouldn't, I wish he wouldn't deny that, like, that's what he sounds like. Because if, if D, if D'Lo and freaking uh, Mark Henry can see, like, can see that in you, it's not a bad thing. But when no. you go around denying, like, no. oh, no, this isn't what I'm doing. I'm doing my own thing. Like, it's like, dog. Like you'll have you and Rock have the same cadence, and I remember watching a um, uh, interview with him and Chris Van Vliet, and he had mentioned that people would say that he sounded like The Rock. You sound like the. There's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. Right. I wish I sounded like The Rock, <laughs> or whatever. Like cut my promos and stuff. So like, it's not a bad thing that you like that you kind of sound like that. It's a throwback for people. I feel like that's a lot of the reason why he is. I mean, he's talented as fuck, but I think that. I think that's a lot of the reason why, like, people have gravitated towards him because he's a throwback to that era, right? And that's a like mm-hmm. we all yeah. want to be a throwback to something great, so you might as well just like, mm-hmm. like, lean into it, dog. Like you do a yeah. you do a version of the people's <laughs> elbow in a kind yeah. of way. You have a stunner like finisher, mm-hmm. like, like lean into it. That's yeah. As a wrestling right. fan, that's something I I've never kind of understood the 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 backlash of something like that. And I can even take it to something like uh, 
like a Macho Man and, and Kyrie Zane, right? You know, Macho mm-hmm. Man's known for his elbow drop, and, and Kyrie Zane's got a beautiful one too. That I'm sure she had watched Macho Man before, right? To get, yeah. you know, and you just take that little bit and then turn it into yours. But everybody, you know, I mean, Hulk Hogan, you know, was inspired by uh, you know Billy Graham and mm-hmm. you know, all these things. So. Yeah, I think it's a great thing, man, when you when you take that little something from a, a star, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago and, and make it yours. That's that's awesome. Like, um, like, I mean, this is like this is only move wise, but like those splash that Biggie does on the apron. I own I literally only do that splash on the apron because I saw him do it. and I'm like, that is fire. Yeah, um, right, right. Yeah. Like the yeah. like the like the warrior splash. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, Biggie does it with them laying on their back, Warrior did it with them laying on their stomach, I believe. Um but like that pro- he probably got the inspiration from that and also the people's elbow. Like I'd be wanting to incorporate some of that people's <laughs> elbow magic into the splash uh, splash Absolutely. in the middle of the ring. Um but right. I don't know how people would feel about that. But you know what? Next, well, actually this next match I'm going to do it and it, it's gonna, it's going to work. All right, all right. Mm, nice, nice. Well, Alex, my uh, my final question to you is this: um, in regards to just your wrestling career moving forward, is you know, what are your long term goals moving forward? You know, is is MLW a place to where you want to continue uh, to work long term? Is there maybe a curtain place that you maybe want to work for in the future? <laughs> WWE uh, or AEW? Just saying, just throwing out there. Uh, but, but yeah, man, like just discuss some of your long-term goals and like, what do you still want to achieve in, in, in your wrestling career? As far as that goes, I don't really know. That's, that's not something I necessarily can control. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Fair. Um, I Fair just enough. want to be able to support my family and do what I, and do something that I love to do. Um, I guess right now, I guess this isn't like, this is kind of long term, but also a little short term. Is I want to I want the Boomai Fight Club to be draped in gold. Um, that's like that's been that's been my vision yeah. since it started. Um, since, since it was just me and Thomas. Like yes, I've had the success with winning the natural open weight and the heavyweight title, but like I want to see Thomas, Thomas and O'Shea maybe win the tag titles or. You know, whatever combination of us wins the tag titles. I want to see Bougie win the win the middleweight. I want to some somebody in the group win the national openweight. Like I just want us to be dripped in gold, like Evolution was uh, right, at, right. At, at one point. Um, yeah. Because right yeah. now, like we get a lot of comparisons to the Nation of Domination, um, and like even though sometimes I'm like, bro, like y'all, y'all. You're doing too much right now. You're really doing too much. But like, the more like I kind of go back and watch, like I can definitely see it. Um, I think, well, I'm a little bit more aggressive than Farouk is as far as like my views on the world. But um, I can definitely see why people would say that. It's like at first I was like, okay, you're just you're you're saying this because it's four black dudes in a group or whatever, right, and right. you know this is where you're gonna go with it. But yeah, when I actually right, like right. sat back and look, look at it, I'm like, we're we're a disruptive group in MLW, but in wrestling itself, we're a disruptive group. People, people, no matter what color they are, fuck with us, and you know, we're just fucking cool. Um, 
I think it, I think it's more of a mix of nation domination <laughs> and uh, black and black and white. I mean, uh, the NWO. I think it's I think it's a it's a it's a meeting of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except I'm cooler than Hogan mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. ever be, um, even though it's not <laughs> even though it's not true. Um, oh, but uh, like yeah, like so my, my my main goal is to have everybody dripped in gold and to be like completely dominant. Um, you know, even neither neither one of those groups had a a uh, a woman in the in in the ranks or whatever, but that's also something that I want. Um, uh, I'm I've pitched a few names. One name that was brought up to me that I never even thought about was Big Swole, but like now that I think about it, that would be perfect. <laughs> she's yeah. outspoken. She's, yeah. she's disruptive, okay. just like the Boomerang yeah. Club is disruptive. She's got the attitude. Uh, to carry the brand and the, and mm-hmm. you know to carry the name Boumaye, like that would be fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Nice. Well, Alex, man, I do appreciate you taking the time uh, and joining us with you, man. This was this was great. I mean, honestly, like from you and Jay Bougie, and I know all uh, all the other interviews that we've done, man. Uh, no doubt, this I just love the passion that you brought into this uh, in, into this show, man. And yeah, hey, keep doing sure. what you're doing, bro. I know me and Brian are both going to be rooting for you. Good luck in your match. Uh, against Matt Cardona uh, for next Except week, so make sure you guys Matt go check Cardona, that out. We're not gonna be uh, for me. For me, I I'll be in your corner. I, I, I'm not. Brian you know, will I'm be in my corner. Island. And I, I mean Matt Card. You know, I'll take him or leave. Hey, look, Matt Card. Brian, Brian is on Boomaye right now. James is not on Boomaye. He's on Always Ready. Hey, man. Long Island brothers got to stick together, bro. I'm just saying, hey, but listen, listen, listen. Oh, okay, I see how it is. I'm the odd person out here. It's hey, it's all good though. It's all good. It's <laughs> I love it. But hey, but but seriousness, man. Uh, I do appreciate you, man, taking the time, uh, joining, joining, uh, just joining the show, my man. Again, good luck to you, bro. Um, just again, man, the passion that you bring to this industry. I mean, I feel it. I know Brian feels it, man. Never change that, man. Yeah. You know, this is, a, you know, the reason why we have this platform, Alex, is, you know, for guys like you that are tremendously passionate about this industry. And we want to go to bat with you guys and making sure that you guys are, you know, getting what you guys are worth of, you know, being a top star in this industry because of the talent that you produce, you know, even though we cover most stuff like that's WWE, AEW, you know, we know the stuff that's going on with you guys and MLW, of course, new Japan and all these other promotions, man. So just keep, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Right. Again, City shout out to Jay Australia. Bougie as well. You know, Jay Bougie was on there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Australia as well. Freaking riot city as well. So, but yeah, man, shout out to you, my man. Shout out to the entire Bumaye fight club as well as major league wrestling, but thank you, man, for, for taking the time to join us, man. And again, you're, Welcome back on this platform anytime. Again, good luck with your matchup. Again, make sure you guys go check out that matchup against Matt Cardona for his coveted MLW World Championship. And again, man, Alex, thank you so much for joining, man. And uh, we wish you all the best, my man. Thank you. I'll be back after I beat up Matt Cardona. We'll set yeah, I'd love to have you back on, man. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, love that. Know, just love that, brother. Out, again, you know, thank you definitely for coming on. And other than that, that uh, matchup coming up on December 7th, do you have any other... Uh, shows coming up, events. The you know. literal the day after that, I will be wrestling for a uh, wrestling for another world title at Action Wrestling in Tyrone, Tyrone, Georgia. Uh, I okay. think it'll be on IWT li- IWTV Live. I believe so. It might be live. It might not be live. Uh, but it'll definitely be on there after the after the event. Um, and then I've got not 
it's not confirmed, confirmed, but I've got like three dates in Germany in December. Um, but I'm gotcha. waiting for those to be finalized. Well, well, good luck with all that, man. I, I wish you the best for you and, and your career and, and the um, Boumaier Fight Club, man. Looking forward to seeing uh, what happens in your match against Cardona, man. Alex, thank you so much, man. And uh, I'll once again uh, freaking post your social medias. Make sure to go check him out on Instagram, Twitter, and all that fun stuff, man. But Alex, man, appreciate you joining. Thanks for the time, and uh, we wish you the best, bro. Thank you. You guys have a good day. Yep, you as well. Once again, shout out to Alex Kamen. I appreciate him taking the time. Make sure you guys go check him out. Of course, this matchup against Matt Cardona. Um, Again, man, just again, I don't know if you felt it, Brian, that electricity that he brought into the show. It's exactly why we do this, man, for people like Alex, who are so passionate about this business. So again, Alex, shout out to you and never change, bro. And that is on Boomaye, Boomaye, Boomaye. Freaking love it, man. All right, y'all. Well, let us dive into... Good old Monday Night Raw. That is going to be the topic for today. Uh, Again, we won't discuss this entire show in full, but there are some topics that we would like to discuss. And of course, this will be our final uh, Raw review of season number three. Of course, you guys know this will be our final uh, two episodes until we take our sweet good time off as we go into season four, which will be in this next calendar year. So this will be our final Raw review. And it's funny, this is now, honestly, Brian, the most anticipated Monday Night Raw going into this show in a very, very long time. There's been a lot of excitement going into this, whether I know we like it or not. And I know we talked about it uh, from the Survivor Series review that we just did. Uh, But there's a lot of anticipation with both Punk and Randy Orton. And just, and of course, the fact that, you know, we got WrestleMania season coming up as well. And this uh, hostility with frickin' Seth Rollins and CM Punk. And we're going to get into, uh, get into that in just a second as well. We will talk about Punk. We will talk about Seth. But our first topic that I do want to discuss, man, about Monday Night Raw, um, and that is Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton started off the show last night. You kind of had a feeling that they were either going to start off with Orton or Punk to start the show. Uh, the only, The right. only decision that you can make is starting those two off on the show. Uh, but he starts the show off. Oh, by the way, before I even get to Randy Orton, uh, so Monday Night Raw has new theme music. Like, guys, what the fuck? I mean, that shit is garbage. It is horrible. It is so bad. There's no difference from this new theme song compared to, guys, oh, my God. It's just, I was like, as soon as I listened to it, Brian, I had so much good expectation, and I'm just like, I hear that shit, and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It's almost as worse as the frickin' or the last one. Anyway, I just had to throw that out there. So they introduced the new theme song, and you got Pyro, at least, frickin' Pyro, right? Uh, but, yeah, Randy Orton starts the show off. Randy Orton starts the show off. Um, you know, he does this, you know, he, you can tell just how, just how good he feels to be back. There was a clip in regards to when he gets on the ropes and he does his signature pose. He's like, man, it's been a long time since I've done this. That just shows you, man, just how giddy he's been to get back into this, uh, get back into this game. And it's just so good to see him back and, and everything. So, but he's, but he's in the ring and he talks about, you know, him, you know, making a moment uh, in war games about the phone call that Cody Rhodes made to him to join him in war games and everything. And he states that he has unfinished business with the bloodline and he plans to take out every member. And he means every single member emphasizing that phrase. And then mommy Rhea Ripley shows up and I'm thinking, Brian, Oh boy, here we freaking go, right? Rhea Ripley uh, hits the ring. She's pretty much mocking Randy Orton, saying, listen, you're doing all these favors for everybody. You know what? You're teaming with somebody that tried to end your career. 
you know, and you're doing favors for everybody as well as your big return was just upstage. You know, she's like teasing about the whole punk return, of course. Um, unless she states like, listen, the bloodline, they're done. They have fallen. The Judgment Day, we now run WWE now. And Orton then goes on to say, listen, you know, Rhea, I've, I've been keeping up with the show and all I've been hearing is mommy this, mommy that, mommy this, mommy that. Well, guess what, Rhea? Daddy's back. <laughs> I freaking love that line. Just the, again, it's not just what he wow. said, Brian, but it's just the how he said it. And it just showed, and I and someone mentioned it on our Facebook page about Randy Orton and his mic skills, right? I truly believe Randy Orton is just one of those guys that he's just gotten better with age. Like the way he talks oh, is just like bad. every time I see him, he just gets better, bro. He gets better as he gets older. And just like this, that whole segment, that whole shtick was just no different. Um, so freaking Randy. So Orton tells Rhea that and as soon as that, as soon as he says that line, freaking the crowd erupts into a daddy, who's your daddy chant. And then they, and then we erupt into an RKO chant and you can tell the look on Rhea's face. Orton's trying to, trying to fight back laughter. And that's what I'm thinking, Brian. I'm like, we got to get this motherfucker to RKO Rhea Ripley, bro. Like it's bro. It's gotta happen, dude. And and listen, it's right. Happening. Like, and I'm going to get to you, Brian. It's, 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 oh dude, it's gotta happen. Right. I'm sure like, dude, guys, listen, WWE, whether you, if you got to go to USA network, if you got to go to Ariel with Endeavor to get this approved, make this shit happen, man. Like, please, that would be so freaking epic. I know like I'm going off the rails with it, but that would just be like, you, you could tell like freaking Rhea, just the facial expressions and everything. She's just like, Oh God, I'm like the whole daddy's home chant. Right. She's just like, Oh man, I'm going to hear that uh, for the next several weeks. Aren't I, when I come out. So just the interaction was just really awesome. And as I expected it to be, um, as this segment ends with both JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio, they attack, uh, Orton from behind. Orton RKO's McDonough while uh, Dominic and Rio uh, retreat up the rampway. And that's when this kind of leads into a matchup with Dominic against Orton uh, later on in the night. So that was the matchup or technically the main event up until CM Punk's uh, segment or promo segment. And we'll get into that um, as, yeah, pretty simplistic, you know, pretty simplistic matchup as Randy Orton Wins this match via an RKO. Dominic missed the frog splash, and Orton hits the RKO and picks up the W. Again, very simplistic matchup. Again, you know, Orton's coming off of this uh, this back injury, so you know they're really going to try to protect Orton in that ring as he gradually gets back into uh, into a routine here, I guess if you want to call it in regards to that. So obviously I wasn't expecting really anything, but honestly it was very simplistic. And honestly, you know, I was – Totally fine with it in regards to the opening segment, I should say, at least how that was kind of just portrayed the interaction with Rhea and Orton was honestly fantastic. And uh, just, and, and just what that was. And yeah, and now we got this whole bloodline situation to where, man, so we talked about with Jay and as well as Orton. And obviously they also had an interaction backstage about, listen, you know, listen, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, do right here in, in Monday night raw Cody Rhodes gave me a second chance. I just want to leave the past in the past. And Orton's like, listen, I'm still going after all the bloodline, but if you're not in, then then we're good, bro. We're good. Yeet, yeet, <laughs> you know? So freaking, and that's and that's it, man. So so we'll see, man. But you got to think, man, the way he puts emphasis on every single member, you know that Jay is going to be involved in this some way, somehow. 
how that goes across, I mean, we're, we're soon going to find out. But uh, there, there's no doubt that Jay is going to be inserted into this and Orton and Jay Uso are going to butt heads eventually. So, but yeah, Brian, your thoughts in regards to Orton, the matchup and the face-to-face with Rhea Ripley, as well as uh, what's to come with Orton and the bloodline moving forward. Yeah, let me, let me talk about Orton for a second here, man, because really, you know... Um, I, I think as much accolades, you know, that he's gotten over his career, I think there's also a case that he's maybe one of the most underrated, you know, superstars ever. Because um, I, I don't think the guy, I mean, I can't think of a bad feud or, you know, whatever he's ever done. You know, now, I mean, I didn't like the Matt Riddle tag, but he made it work. He, I'll say about Randy Orton, other than maybe The Undertaker, I don't think I've seen a wrestler that knows his character inside and outside the ring better than Randy Orton. Um, And that's in Mm -hmm. promos inside the ring, his mannerisms, the way he delivers the promos. He just knows his character inside and out. Um, Like maybe nobody since the undertaker. Um, That's like what I said last week, you know, about like, kind of, you know, I feel like WWE took a dump on a lot of people. That's kind of what I meant, man, is, is, you know, Orton's, Orton's been there, um, underrated, always delivers, you know, but anyway, I'm not going to go down that road, but I I think he's one of the most underrated superstars in the business today. Um, and, you know, going forward, I mean, you know, I kind of thought they were going to initially just start him off with the bloodline because, that you can slide him right in there and it makes sense. But, you know, if it's the judgment day here, um, look, Randy and the guys in the judgment day and Rhea, you know, I think they're going to make it a good program. It's going to be some solid matches, you know, promos, whatever. And yeah, when and where, where that, that uh, RKO was coming to Rhea, cause it's definitely coming. And the pop in the arena for that man. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> you know, I don't oh my good bro. Definitely Oh, absolutely, yeah. dude. Freaking, oh my God. I mean, it's, it's gotta happen, bro. Like, again, I don't, I don't know who, yeah. like, again, Orton and Rhea, cause I'm sure like, you know, and I, you can see the look on Randy's face. He's like, yeah, that, that's gotta happen eventually. <laughs> and I know Rhea would honestly, yeah. I mean, Rhea will sell the fuck out of it. I know damn well she'll sell the hell yeah. out of it. So whatever they got to do to get that, to get that approved. Cause I mean, I'm, of course, Brian, I mean, we're in a, we're in a world in 2023, right. In regards to you know, men facing other women, right? So, I mean, who knows? I mean, again, because, I mean, obviously back with your era and attitude era, and even in my era in the ruthless aggression era, early 2000s, you saw a lot of that, a lot of men, women encounters like that. So, and now you're kind of seeing less and less than that because that's, again, just the world that we live in. So, again, obviously this is going to probably have to be improved by the network and by Ariel Manuel, of course, Endeavor. But whatever they got to do, bro, it's it's got to happen. And I think even WWE, Randy, and everybody involved knows that that that's got to happen eventually. So, but <laughs> right. yeah, man, it'll be also interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see in regards to with with Jay Uso and how he ends up going into the crosshairs uh, with with Ord in regards to this. You know, he claims that he's out. Like I'm done with the bloodline. Like I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Um, you know, I want to do right in it with Monday Night Raw. You know, Rhodes invited me. Uh, or brought me into Monday Night Raw, like I want a clean slate, you know. So it's going to be interesting, but you know it's going to ha- like that would. That's the only thing that would make the most sense in regards to this. And who knows? Oh, I mean, yeah. would this lead to, I guess, Orton facing Roman Reigns in a future matchup 
if he's going to be taking out every single member of the bloodline as well, because he's also going to be on SmackDown uh, this coming Friday, which is tomorrow night. So you got to think, you know, there's going to be interactions, of course, with Jay and Solo. Probably, I don't believe Orton is, or excuse me, Roman Reigns is going to be in the building. Because why would he? Because freaking, you know, he's on another vacation sipping pina coladas or whatever the fuck. But it's, I think that's going to be the biggest question headed into Mania is now, especially with Orton and Punk back, who's going to be the guy going after Roman? Because you got Orton, Punk, Cody, Seth, Drew, maybe. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot, Jay. You know, so, yeah, who knows, man? But it's – I think it's a good problem to have with so many possibilities. But there – you got – I don't know. It's like – I feel the next three months here, like, you got to get certain people on certain tracks and, and keep them there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. One 100% agree. So – um, you know, but look, man, it, it, I guess you can kind of say that whole backstage interaction was kind of like a seed planted. Like there's going to be something that's going to happen moving forward. It's like, listen, you know, if you're, listen, I'm going after your family, but if you're not a part of that, then we're good. But you know, Jay is going to be involved in this some way, somehow. And, and what does that say about, you know, his matchup or his anticipated matchup with Jimmy as well for WrestleMania? Because we know that that's going to be happening at some point too. Um, so a lot of good questions though, man, a lot of good questions is what we always just ask for. Right. And and it's, it's something that just gets us interested. So good, good, solid start to the show, uh, with Rhea and, and, uh, and Orton really stuck out and was really, really darn solid. And the matchup was the matchup. We knew how simplistic it was going to be, but no harm, no foul. It was fine. And hopefully we just continue to progress this moving forward. But let us get into our next topic, man. Let's get into uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, who cut a promo in hour number two of uh, of the show. So Cody Rhodes comes out and he welcomes back CM Punk. He kind of just pulls the Band-Aid off. I think there was CM Punk chance as well during that segment. I'm not 100% right, sure. Yeah. But he does mention CM Punk in this promo. Um, and he just rips the Band-Aid off. Say, listen, you know, welcome back CM Punk. He welcomes him back with open arms. And then he declares himself as the first entrant in the Royal Rumble match for 2024 this upcoming year. So he does that whole shtick, and all of a sudden the lights go out. The lights go out, and it's Shinsuke Nakamura on the Titantron as he sends a message to Cody Rhodes saying, like, you know, chaos, he's going to bring the chaos or whatever, right? And then the lights come back on, and Shinsuke is behind Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes turns around and gets red mist spewed in his freaking face. And then Cody Rhodes selling it tremendously uh, just goes down like a freaking sack of potatoes and just freaking selling the mist in his face. Shinsuke. And I'm gl- I was thinking also too, Brian, I'm like, please don't hit a Kinshasa. Just do the mist and just walk off. Like there, there's going to be plenty of times when you're going to hit the Kinshasa. Don't do it so soon. This like in the very beginning of this potential feud that's about to happen here. So I'm glad that they didn't rush that whole Kinshasa um, part to where you know, I'm just glad that they just did the miss. Cause again, you want to save those power moves for very, for, for the special, the special occasion of the matchup, if that makes sense to everybody. Right. So I'm glad they didn't do that. They just did the mist. You know, Cody Rhodes is already down and out. His eyes are blinded. And then yeah, Shinsuke walks off and that is your segment. So there's our answer in regards to us uh, to Shinsuke. He is targeting, targeting Cody Rhodes. So that whole finishing the story uh, for Cody facing Roman at Mania is going to have to wait, at least for the time being. So 
Um, I, I got my I got my thoughts in regards to this, but Brian, I'll have you start, man. Uh, your thoughts about Cody Rhodes and uh, is this upcoming feud with Shinsuke? Yeah, well, first I I did not see that coming at all, man. Um, so pleasantly surprised uh, for Shinsuke's sake, because um, you know we had talked about here, you know he's been fighting Alpha Academy and kind of just lost back in the shuffle again. So this is a way to get him back, you know, in the the upper tier of the main event picture, so to speak. Um, and, and so I, I think it's going to be good in that aspect and a good feud. It's just it's one of those things then where like. If you're still trying to have Cody on the road to get back to, to Roman, how does he lose this? And if you have Shinsuke just taking mm-hmm. him, you know, putting him in a, you know, a big spot again and give it, take it, having him take the L again, well then why? <laughs> so, you know, he had the, he had the program, right. Seth, <laughs> you know, loses those. Then, then he goes to Alpha Academy. Now he's going to go. And I would assume probably lose this if, if Cody's, you know, headed towards Roman again. So again, then where's Shinsuke left, man? Like, um, but I do look forward to this feud, no doubt. Um, and, and I even think they can play into a little bit of, you know, the Japanese culture and the American nightmare. You know, I think that's a road that they can go down, you know, making the story just, um, you know, details and layers to the story. So I really do look forward to these two having a program. I just, I'm expecting Shinsuke to lose here. And then what, <laughs> you know? No, ab- absolutely. Cause that's, cause that's my concern is in regards to all of this, right. Is, uh, is Shinsuke probably going to take another big loss with this character. Right. Um, and, and that's my main concern. Cause you can't have Cody Rhodes lose this. If that's the, if that's still the trajectory for Cody to face Roman at mania, like, like he's right. already lost two big world title matches and now down the road, He's going to lose another big matchup now. Yeah. Oh man, that that's, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be interesting, but, but, but look, man, the one positive that I at least could say about this is that Cody Rhodes is finally done with the judgment day. He's finally done with this whole same yeah, shtick yeah. with the, over the past nine months, seriously. And, 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 and even for Shinsuke, yeah. you know, and that's the only negative about this, Brian is Shinsuke that he's probably going to take another, massive L and it kind of reminds me a lot. I don't know if you get the same feeling, but, and I always talk this a lot about a lot of people is like Bray Wyatt, you know, Bray Wyatt was always in tremendous segments. He was always, you know, a major part of the shows, obviously, but when it came to the big matchup, I always say this, he never got the job done. And I feel like we're starting to do the same thing with Shinsuke and this character, it's just so freaking odd to me. You know, I, and I know uh, Richie, again, shout out to Richie Mars, who was a part of our roundtable a couple of weeks ago, talking about Sami Zayn. And I was thinking like, man, you know, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke, these are two people that need a serious, you know, badass freaking story. And, and any type of loss to any, either character would not do any harm to them. Like that would have been honestly the perfect right. case scenario. But now they go with Cody and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be great. They're going to do their thing. But, man, Shinsuke can't take another loss, man. That That's that's my concern. And then you got Sami Zayn, who I don't even know what Sami Zayn's even doing at this point. I mean, he was in a, it was, he was in a really good backstage segment with Drew. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later. But, um, you know, if, if that had been the route, you, you know how it's like sometimes in wrestling, um, 
I'll go to like the Bret Hart and Stone Cold, right? Uh, that WrestleMania 13 match, even with Stone Cold losing, it did it, it elevated Stone Cold. Like, I think yeah. If there was a Sammy and Shinsuke match, it 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 almost like they could both elevate each other to where it doesn't matter who loses. I don't know if the same thing applies, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really tell you why, but I don't know if the same thing applies with Cody and Shinsuke, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that. No, I get that for sure. Um, and we'll see with, with with Sammy. I mean, he's got a matchup coming up with Drew McIntyre. Again, they were part of a backstage segment uh, later on in the night. Um, as, as, that, as that's the topic we'll get into. So we'll see in regards to Shinsuke and Cody. It's got the potential, but the long term is now, okay, how... Obviously, Cody Rhodes is going to win this matchup, but how are you going to make Shinsuke try to look any any good in defeat here when he's already taken, like I said, two big losses in a row when it comes to the World Heavyweight yeah. Championship? But we shall soon find out, man. But hey, really good, solid stuff. I, I did like the lights going out for Shinsuke. I thought that was a nice little touch there. And it's funny, too. But again, I, we'll get into this next topic, but you know, I can't really think of another another gimmick on this WWE roster that has the lights going out like that type of shtick. I mean, yeah, you have the judgment day and that type of spiel in their entrance, but outside of that, I mean, you don't have Bray. We don't have Bray Wyatt anymore. So I guess, and then maybe it's probably, maybe it's like a one-off, I would say a type of thing, right? Maybe it's just like a one-off thing. Maybe he'll do that more and more in regards to like those types of segments. I think it should be added to, you know, to his character now. I, I think they should continue that, you know, maybe not all the time, but you know, when it's warranted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 It, it kind of like, like make I it mean, the lights went out. I, I was not expecting Shinsuke. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then, no, and you know, you're 100% right. I do think that they can add that layer to Shinsuke a little bit more. Again, don't like show too much of it, but, but keep it, but definitely show it to where it's still, you know, part of his, added layer if that makes sense but not try to do it too much to where it doesn't feel as special if that makes sense to everybody right so um but let's get into this next topic man let us get into seth rollins seth rollins uh cut a promo in our number three um as he hits the ring so seth rollins is doing his shtick right he's his arms are open people are singing his song right that freaking harmonizing of, of that fucking song that i cannot stand i'm sorry but he's doing that whole shit. And all of a sudden, you slowly start to hear they get louder and louder CM Punk chants. And all of a sudden, like the look on Seth Rollins' face is just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> it's just like, it's, it, I, I don't know if that was like, like, there was no way that could be edited. It was just like the way that that like meshed in with the singing. It was, it was interesting, right? Again, I, and I give kind of props to Nashville for how that was brought into the segment. All of a sudden you hear like the whoa song. And then all of a sudden you start hearing CM Punk, CM Punk, just starting to get louder and louder. And then like Seth Rollins is just like, oh, God damn it. And then he's just like, he just rips the bandaid off. He's just like, come on, let's go. Yep. Get it out of your system. Let's, let's go. Come on. Let me hear you. And he's just, listen, get it out of your system. Cause I don't want to spend another minute on that freaking hypocrite and he called and all of a sudden you hear the crowd like oh burn like he called this dude a freaking hypocrite um so we'll, i'm gonna get into that later in regards to him and punk so seth rollins like listen let, let's let me talk about something that truly matters right i want to talk about you know the next who's going to be the my next challenger i'm getting that itch again as he as he called it um and all of a sudden drew mcintyre hits the ring drew mcintyre hits the ring 
Um, he congrats Seth Rollins uh, on War Games, on the War Games matchup. And he mentions, like, listen, you know, Seth, you know, remember what you told me after our first matchup at Crown Jewel? You know, I would have nobody to blame but myself. And you're right. I blame nobody but myself. You know, I blame myself for not for showing sympathy. Right. I, I showed sympathy when you were at your lowest and it cost me. And now I want to challenge you for that title again so I don't make that same mistake. Um, you know, Seth Rollins says, like, listen, you know, as much as I believe that you deserve another title shot, there's just others that just deserve it more. And he states that he's going to be facing Jay Uso for the World Heavyweight Championship next week. That's going to be next week on Raw. And for guys, shit. <laughs> Drew McIntyre's face, guys, the facial expressions all night were freaking tremendous. Like Drew McIntyre's face, he's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Rollins like, listen, this is, this is not personal. It's not anything. All of a sudden, the snap of a finger just headbutts the shit out of him. I don't know, like, if he he if he legit, it was like a legit headbutt or if he headbutt the title. Because you started to see a cut on freaking on Drew McIntyre's forehead. Uh, but it was a devastating headbutt. I mean, you can hear it from the freaking rooftops how freaking loud that shit was. Uh, but really good stuff there. And then, you know, Drew goes on to uh, attack Seth Rollins. Uh, Jay Uso then comes to the fray. He comes to the aid of, of Seth. Double super kick to Drew McIntyre. Sends Drew McIntyre out the ring. And Rollins and Jay Uso stand tall. Um, I got to tell you, man, and I'll make this short statement and Brian, I'll send this off to you. I just love this finally that we're getting this new this new this new aura of Drew's character. Like he's no longer just the baby face tweener type Drew. You now have this unhinged type of Drew to where like, you know, like he's obsessed with with Jay Uso and this like he keeps holding a grudge in regards to what the bloodline did to him, costing him that moment, uh, winning the championship at Clash of the Castle in front of his family and friends. And he can't let that go, man, to where like he's starting to go kind of freaking not like uh, not like crazy, but just a little unhinged in a way. And I freaking love that, man. And this is what I mean for the past six to seven, eight months. We could have been getting this Drew McIntyre when instead we you throw him in with Gunther. Right. When he he was already in a match with Gunther, you just take Sheamus out and it's the same freaking spiel. And then you throw him in with Matt Riddle. So you wasted all of this time. And I get it to like a, a small, a small margin with the judgment day. It was a decent little burn, but, but for, but for several months, like Drew McIntyre, since he returned was not relevant at all. And and I'm telling you, man, you could have done that straight away. Once he returned at money in the bank, we could have been getting this freaking Drew McIntyre for months, but it's here. It is what it is. Um, and I love it, man. No more in-betweener type of Drew. None of that shtick anymore. Um, and you can tell it just does wonders for, for for the dude. He just feels important. He feels just like a just a, a threat, an actual freaking threat. He's no longer playing the nice guy anymore. And uh, and with Seth Rollins, and we'll talk more about Seth in regards to CM Punk later. But but yeah, Brian, your thoughts in regards to this segment with Seth and and Drew McIntyre and facing Jay Uso uh, next week for the world title. So yeah, man. I, I even before like the little Judgment Day shtick that Drew had, like it, it was kind of evident that they were they were heading in the direction of of Drew and Seth for the title, which I think is the right call. I, I you know, given where we are now, um, I think look, Seth has to lose his title sooner or later, man. 
And I, I think given, you know, all things involved, I think Drew is the guy to do it. But then there's CM Punk, man, and, like, that's just the little, the little wedge thrown in there that, uh, I don't know, you know, does Seth, you know, beat Drew here, you know, at the end and still retain? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know how that goes, but if, if I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this feud or, you know, however many matches they have, and I think Drew should be the one to, to beat Rollins finally for the title. Um, you know, but it, I don't know. With, with Orton and, and Punk back, I, I don't know, man. Um, but I, I do I do like this this character change in Drew, and I agree with you. I think it should have happened months ago. Um, far better as a heel. Um, and so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this, this uh, Seth and, and Drew feud for sure. Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see. And I talked about, of course, the whole Sami Zayn uh, interaction backstage, and about you know the Sami Zayn's backstage again. Freaking Sami Zayn was just on freaking, just running on all cylinders with that promo. I mean, he was just like the green light went on, and he just didn't freaking stop in that promo. He's like, listen, he's face to face with Drew. He's like, listen, you think you're the only buddy? You think you're the only one that's going through issues in this company? Listen, you like you talk about, you know, you lost the champ, you lost to Roman in front of your family and friends. Guess what? So did I. Right. You think, you know, you went through all this shit. Guess what? So did I. You know, you're not the only one that's going you know, to you're better than this. Stop freaking being a spoiled brat or whatever. And just in, in, in regards to all of that. And Drew is like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to go make I'm going to go to Adam Pierce and I'm going to make a matchup to make this right. Get my momentum going against you. And that he freaking walks off just again, man, just really solid stuff. And and who and obviously, I mean, Drew, you would think Drew has to win that matchup next week. So. But the thing is with Sammy, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these matches in regards. We talked about Shinsuke and Cody and this match next week with Drew and uh, and Sammy Zayn. I would probably would say Drew is going to win this matchup. I mean, now he's a full fledged heel. You can't just have him lose to Sammy Zayn as much as I want good booking for Sammy Zayn. Drew McIntyre, he's finally in this character. You can't have him freaking lose, man. A DQ finish or maybe a Drew McIntyre probably victory is probably the is the two outcomes that are most likely they're going to happen in this situation. And then, of course, you got Jey Uso and Seth Rollins, man. So we'll see in regards to that. And that's going to kind of tie into what I what I want to talk about with, uh, with, with our final topic in regards to Monday Night Raw. Um, but kind of overall, man, just... Tremendous stuff from Seth and just the believability. And I'll get more into that in just a second. I love what they're doing with Drew. And I just hope that they continue to do such, man. So, but let us finally get into this final topic. So Punk, he comes out, you know, he's welcoming all the fans back. And he talks about, you know, this is his home. This is where he belongs. And, you know, he talks about, you know, some people are afraid. And it's like, everybody's welcoming me back with open arms. You know, they say like, oh, how you doing, punk? How you doing? How's AJ Lee doing? You know, AJ Missy's like, listen, by the way, she says hi. And she has her regards. And the freaking Nashville crowd just freaking popped. That was awesome. Shout out to AJ Lee. Um, so, yeah, man, he's like, listen, everybody's welcoming me back. Well, almost everybody. And you kind of know who he's talking about. He's talking about Seth Rollins. And he says, listen, some people are afraid because they just don't understand. Everybody wants to be the best in the world, but they don't realize that the best in the world is standing in this ring. And his name is CM Punk. And he finishes off as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. He states that I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. And that's it. So a simplistic CM Punk promo um, as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. So 
Um, now, I know in regards to Raw, you know, some time was kind of cut off from CM Punk's promo in regards to the matchup with Dominic. So some time was kind of cut off a little bit. Still thought the promo delivered for what it was. And honestly, we kind of knew that this was kind of the route that they were going to go with with Punk, you know, cut that promo, have that welcome back, that welcome back party. Right. And now I hopefully this is the time to where we start to kick things into high gear, because I tell you what, Brian, as I'll get in, as I'll get to your thoughts in just a second. And I know we, we talked a little bit about it uh, in, in the Survivor Series episode, you know. This is obviously going to lead into a work. I think we all know that in regards to oh, Punk yeah. and Seth. But and I honestly truly believe, Brian, that I think most of this work is coming from just the wrestlers themselves. Like, I don't think that WWE and this company knows even knows what to do with this work yet. I think a lot of this is just being told from the wrestlers. Like, I don't even think that Triple H and, and WWE knows where to go from this. So and, and this is eventually going to turn into something. But as of right now, this is all from the wrestlers, man, at least as far as I can see. Um, but I just love with Seth Rollins and the believability, the realism, just being brought into this. Because again, you know, how real the moment felt with, with Seth Rollins throwing up the double bird and screaming and yelling. It's just Kate Kate Faye, bro. I, I freaking that's just what the beauty of this is. It feels real and and it's and it's also easy for a casual fan to follow along and to also make them captivated from this. So that's why I really, truly love this. Brian. And the only, I would say the only thing that I'm nervous about at this point, Brian, and, and, and this is in regards to Triple H. And I praised Triple H last episode. You know, I don't do that whole a, a lot, but I did it freaking last episode. And, you know, the only thing that concerns me is Triple H and his massive freaking ego, because he's also a very petty person. As well as Punk, he's a, he has he's a very egotistical person. Those two colliding to do business, man. I mean, you can arguably say that that could be a negative turnaround, but who knows? I mean, if things go accordingly, I mean, listen, this is not this is no longer 2011, 2014. Triple H stated, listen, you know, things have changed. I've changed. Punk changed, and hopefully, that's that's true. That's the that that's that's the the reality in this case. Because I don't know, man, because I can't think of as well as Sting when Sting was here in WWE and all Sting kind of came here to do when he returned was freaking lose to Triple H at WrestleMania because we know the grudge yeah, that freaking yeah. Triple H has with, with Sting and with WCW, you know, that whole click in regards to that. So I'm telling you, man, like that's the that's the only thing that I just am just concerned with, I guess, if you want to call it that. But outside of that, man. I, I just love the seeds that are planted. Rollins is like, listen, I want nothing to do with Punk or not even mentioning his name. I just don't want anything to do with that hypocrite at all. And then like Punk kind of obviously talking about Rollins, not mentioning his name, just seeds planted, man. So and, and how real the moment feels and how everything is starting to, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of come together in a way to where this is probably going right. to be Seth versus Punk at Mania. And when that is the case, what do you do at WrestleMania? Do you give this title to CM Punk? That's the big question. Like you mentioned as well, Brian, about Drew McIntyre. Maybe that moment was going to be for Drew, Mac for Drew McIntyre at some point. But now Punk is here, and it seems like that that's most likely the road where it's going to head, or at least eventually. So so those are my thoughts, man. So, Brian, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. Your, your final thoughts about Punk 
and this entire situation, the promo and, and uh, this stuff that he's got going on with Seth Rollins. Oh, Philly Phil. Um, <laughs> so let me start here. Wasn't there a guy, you know, a few, maybe a year, a couple years ago, you know, he kept saying, like, tell me when I'm telling lies. Motherfucker, you were lying. <laughs> you were lying on Monday Night Raw. Like, look, is it a mixed bag of people welcoming you back? Yeah, I'm sure there is. But not for a second do I believe that everybody back there is just like, oh, fucking CM Punk's here. There's a lot of people pissed off. And and he's earned some of that, you know? So, but I understand kayfabe. And now, now they are, now it's going to, it's going to be a work. It's, it's, a, it's a, a work. It's eventually going to turn. A, a yeah. It's situation. eventually going to turn into something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so having a couple of days to think about like CM Punk's return, right? You know, I, I still feel the same way as, as far as having him return at, at uh, Survivor Series and the way that went down. But the silver lining to it is, you know, I kind of think AEW even, you know, there, there's a bit more realism and almost even like an attitude era feeling somewhat to them. And I think Punk brings that back to WWE. And so the way that the Survivor Series went off the air, like with, you know, Rollins throwing the double birds and, and well, again, this wasn't WWE's cameras. It looks like mostly fan footage or whatever, but I'm hoping that this leads into going more towards the Attitude Era as far as the product. I hope that lead with, with multiple stars because I think I think that's where wrestling is 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 back again at, right? We we need more realism in it. You know, not everything has to be hokey and scripted down to a T and you hit this move here and you hit that move here. It has to be real to some degree. Um and I, I just think adding punk here brings that element to it. And there's multiple storylines you can tell with multiple people just with punk. Um, that could be really, really good. So that's where I'm, I'm hoping it goes and I'm hoping all this leads to, but we'll see. Um, and like, even you mentioned like the women, you know, back in the attitude era and like, you know, or as far as like RKO, Rhea taking the RKO and stuff. Right. Um, I think it would bode well for the women too. Like now, I think the women have obviously established like, Hey, we are professional wrestlers and damn good athletes. So I'm not talking about the attitude era with like the bikini matches and yeah, that shit's gone. But if you bring the attitude era with now like actual, you know, women phys athletes that are performing at a high level in the ring and you bring the attitude era element to that, Holy shit, man, that's going to be good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with everything with punk. Like, again, like I, I made a post and we have both said it and, and wrestlers will tell you like, look, there's a lot of people that don't like each other, but if you can take that, that bit of real life animosity and turn that into a story and make money off of it, they're going to do that every single time, man. Cause that's the business they're in. So, um, yeah, whenever it does happen, like, look, I think it's going to be an excellent program between Rollins and Punk and, and Punk and whoever, you know, whether it be a, a Reigns or a Jey Uso or a Randy Orton or, or whatever it is. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, I, you know, I'm glad he's back. It 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 bodes well overall for the industry long term. I, I think if if he doesn't turn out to be <laughs> just the same old CM Punk, you know. Um, so hopefully he's lived and learned, and you know this is the la- he's back in WWE, and this is his last run, and this is how he's trying to go out. Because if so, yes, there's a lot of money to be made and a lot of really good stories that could be told. Um, so that that's where best case scenario. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I and I honestly believe that that's what it's probably going to do. And I also mentioned about. Rollins and all these true company guys and, you know, people like Rollins, Priest, you know, Orton, I can go down the line with all these people about being that company guy and doing what is best for the business. And, you know, Brian, you mentioned about with Punk in regards to the promo about where he belongs. And I kind of have to disagree with you, man. I'm going to tell you why. I just go back to when he was part of FS1. And he was a question was asked to him about taking a phone call from Vince McMahon and, and rejoining WWE. And he said, bro, like, absolutely, I would take that phone call in a heartbeat. You know, I, I truly believe, Brian, and listen, if people want to make their assumptions about Punk, trust me, I do, both good and bad. I truly believe when he says that, like, this is my home, this is where I belong, I believe him in a way. And I listen, he, he, he took a bag from AEW. You know, he's like, listen, I got to make some money here. And, he, and and Tony Khan gave him that bag. And I truly believe as to an extent that he tried to make, you know, AEW somewhat work. But, you know, that business relationship just was never going to work out. And I truly believe in my in my heart of heart. See, again, just from what I've heard Punk talk about in the past, that he would accept a phone call from from Vince McMahon if he was given the opportunity from when he when he was on the FS1 show when Fox first started or when SmackDown first started on Fox and everything, or when WWE in general started up on the Fox network. And like, I just take from that and the mannerisms of how he would mention about WWE and that he would be taking that phone call from Vince. Cause again, like he's, he's also about business. Like he always, he, he wants to put on good business, but with WWE, I truly believe that when he says, Hey, I'm home, this is where I belong. I believe him. Now, the only thing that, again, like I mentioned, is with Triple H. is Triple H and Punk. These are two massive egos. That's the only thing that I can see this ruining this situation. That's really honestly it. Punk is going to try his hardest to make this work. (laughs) This work be a work, right? Um, And as well as with Seth, as much as he doesn't like Punk, and I'm sure he's in backstage, he's like, listen, I don't like you. I think you're a freaking hypocrite. Everything I said up there is true, but let's put on a tremendous performance for our audience, for our fans, and let's put their yeah, personal yeah. bias aside. Or part, and that's that's just what it is, man. That, and that's what this whole situation is. Yeah. And like you said, you take that realism into it, and you can make a lot of you can make a lot of good business stuff coming out of this, man. A lot of good television. So. So yeah, man. So only and listen, if people think that Punk is lying to a certain degree, yeah, I, I now I will say in regards like, oh, people backstage like say like, hey, what's up, Punk? How are you doing? Now, now well, that, to, to that degree, I, I don't believe it wholeheartedly. Yeah, the part of the lie was just like 
Nah, I'm sure the, the locker room's probably close to 50-50 with you being back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, and freaking, hey, and listen, he mentioned A.J. Lee, which was freaking great. Shout out to A.J. Lee. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we see freaking A.J. Lee. Back, I mean, man, listen, she right? no longer has... She could, yeah. I mean, there, there's a possibility. There's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but hey, I mean, I mean, listen. You know, it's you know, she's no, she no longer is recovering from that. I know she's been developing a lot of injuries when she was in WWE at the time and when she did leave. But I mean, if she could come back, she could come back. And WWE has always had a tremendous relationship with her. The only problem is, is that he's dating yeah, and <laughs> you know husband or wife of a punk that's that's it right that's the unfortunate right, right. relationship that uh that that april mendez that her real name aj lee is in this situation with wwe so i mean vince mcmahon even at the time adored aj lee i mean putting her i mean shit she was one of the longest reigning divas champions in this freaking industry so she, this company has always adored aj lee and i could honestly see eventually i mean who knows i mean i know people are talking about the royal rumble I would personally love to see it. Again, it's not a guarantee, but who knows, man? It's a possibility. It, you, you can't tell me that it's not on the table for this woman to eventually say, you know, to, to, to pick up that phone and call Triple H or whoever uh, to come back, man. So, and again, she's tremendous, and, and I think it's another added layer that the women's division even needs, bro. Because let's be honest, and I'll finish it up with this. Punk and Orton, and I don't want to leave out Orton as well, they both just add such a tremendous pulse to the show that yeah. it just desperately, desperately, desperately needs. Um, and it showed, in the, and it, it was foolproof in the show, just from the, the, the interaction with Orton and Rhea, uh, even with Seth adding that added layer with Punk and continuing that with Drew McIntyre and, and this upcoming matchup with Jay. And that's another reason why I don't mind this matchup with Jay. Yes. It's a baby face versus baby face. That is a reason why I'm like, okay, like we're just throwing out world title matches against other baby faces. Right. But it's the fact that like Seth Rollins, like, listen, you know, I want to put effort into the people that are, that have built this place from the ground up that have been here for the past decade. And Jay Uso is one of those people. So in that type of thought process, it kind of makes sense in a way to once again, add that seed, plant it and move it forward when they, when, when, when the crosshairs come to play with both Rollins and Punk. So I just hope that the real, the realism and the believability stays. And yeah, again, man, yeah. you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good television, a lot of good content that could come from this. And the only thing that would jeopardize it is again, man, with Triple H and his massive pettiness, because I know how fucking petty the dude is. That's the only thing that can honestly ruin it. And that's it, man. Overall, decent show, and it deserved it. The, the, the rating, by the way, the rating came in just yesterday. They got a 1.8 in the rating, which honestly, from last week, which was a 1.4, damn freaking solid. I mean, adding, I mean, yeah. listen, I know people were going over the stretch about 2 million. Now, I mean, yeah, it was possible, I would, but, but still, to me, that just seemed kind of unrealistic. Like, you're not going to grab in one week 500-plus thousand. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, so that 1.8, I, I was saying to myself, Brian, like, they got to at least crack a 1.7 at the bare minimum. And they got a 1.8 this week. So hopefully now, right, I know, like, a 1.8 doesn't seem like a lot because it's not. But after last week, which was a 1.4 to now a 1.8, Keep building that man to stretch it to a two point to a, to a two million consistently. It's largely due to the the return of Punk and Orton 
that it just adds so many possibilities and different storylines that just, um, you know, it, it, it just felt so flat and stale for months now because it's just been the Judgment Day and KO and Sammy and Cody, you know. Um, but, yeah, just adding these two guys, um, it just opens up so much more. Um, and, you know, again, I, I still stick by my statement last week about the initial return, but going forward, it, it bodes well for, you know, the potential storyline and building this company. It, it really does. Um, just these two guys being back. So definitely looking forward to it. And, Absolutely. And like I said, you know, as many questions and maybe questionable things that might happen between now and Mania, when you talk about the star power of a Roman Reigns and a Jey Uso and Cody and Seth, uh, CM Punk, Orton, Drew McIntyre, Jey Uso, I mean, there's just so much that... <sighs> they're just bound to be good that comes out of it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm sure not everything is going to hit, but there's just so much talent there and so many possible storylines that something's got to fucking work. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. Um, again, I, I just, I trust the fact that r with Rollins and Punk to a degree that they will try to find a way to make it work. Like yeah. I know CM Punk tried to make it work over an AEW and it just, it just didn't to a degree, but I, I believe, man, that Punk says that this is where he belongs because this is where he belongs. Um, I, again, I, I talked about. Yeah. I, I believe that there's just certain people that just fit in a certain company, and that and that's and Punk, you know, needs to be here. Like that's that that's just where he is 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 here in WWE. So we'll see, man. There's a lot of good that could come from this. I mean, obviously, we're we're heading to the holiday season, so it's 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 going to be interesting to see how much story is going to be is going to be told moving forward going into this next calendar year and, and how the Royal Rumble shapes up and how things continue to progress. So we shall soon find out, man. We, we shall soon find out when it comes to that. But thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode, everybody. Thank you guys. And once again, shout out to Alex Kane for being a part of the show. Sorry, Hope you sorry. guys enjoyed that interview. I know I did just again, all the, the passion that he brings. And again, man, it's just, it's people like Alex, man, is the reason why I know I do what I do in regards to, you know, being on this platform and, and being as critic, <laughs> being the critic that I am. Because, again, it's just, you know, I go to bat with guys like Alex that are passionate about this industry. And, and, and that's that's the people of the reason why I rant when I do rant from time to time is for people like Alex and how passionate they are. So but Alex, man, shout out to him. Uh, tremendous dude. And again, uh, hopefully you guys check out his matchup with uh, Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zach Ryder, uh, coming up in New York City. That is going to be next week on December 7th, uh, your, your, uh, your MLW world champion. So make sure you guys go check him out. I'll tag him as his, uh, his Instagram, his Twitter, all of his social medias for you guys to go check him out. And once again, thank you guys for joining uh, another episode of Ruthless Talk. This was our final Monday Night Raw review of this calendar year and we got one more episode left to come that is going to be this weekend when your boys talk friday night smackdown the fallout from survivor series of course randy orton will be on that show as well as to see what happens with him in the bloodline and of course a bunch of other stuff as well 
um, in regards to, you know, LA Knight, probably LA Knight will, will most likely be a part of the show. Again, who knows what his situation is with the bloodline as well. So a lot of questions coming through. Um, as well as, you know, moving forward, once we do get into season four, there's going to be a lots of good stuff to talk about with Punk, Rollins, the Bloodline, Randy Orton, and everybody, man, everybody. There's a lot of a lot of decent stuff, man. Actually, some stuff to talk about for once, man. Uh, some stuff that doesn't freaking ram our head through a freaking wall, at least. So really, really good stuff. Um, and that's and again, man, that's that's just all we ask for. That's all we ask for is to have good, fun conversations like this. And that's what it's about. So, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys go follow us on our social medias. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. Make sure you guys join our Facebook page. We are now at 70 members, 70 members now on our Facebook page, which is great to see that community is starting to grow as well. But thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Always appreciate you guys uh, being a part of this brand, this community, and a part of this platform. So, Brian. Your final thoughts, my man, before we wrap up this show. Yeah, just a, another shout out to uh, Alex Kane there, man. Um, you know, I've checked out some of his work, great stuff. And, you know, hopefully he continues, you know, just with success in the business, wherever that may take him. Um, and, yeah, you know, coming to the close here and getting ready to wrap up for the holidays. Again, I, I'm with you just kind of looking forward to next year and, you know, one-year episode, Royal Rumble, Mania more guests, more roundtables. So yeah, looking forward to That's it. That's right. Man. That's right, man. A lot of good stuff to come, a lot of stuff to get excited about, man. Like I always say, this is just the beginning to what this platform is going to be, which is going to be bigger and better than ever. So thank you guys for tuning in. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. Until next time, and there will be a next time. My name is James Porcelli, and your boys are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.